Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to episode number 22 of Inbound Sales Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie. I am very excited to be joined by my co-host, Ryan Herman. And as you know, in this season of Inbound Sales Journey, what we're doing is we are taking the opportunity each week to dissect one common objection that we hear during the sales process when trying to sell inbound services. So these are based on the experience that we've had at Guava Box, selling inbound partnerships, game plans, websites, uh, all kinds of projects over the last five years, um, and also based on the conversations that we've had with hundreds of inbound agency owners through our experience at Guava Box and also at Do Inbound and obviously uh, the fantastic HubSpot community. So today's episode, we are going to be diving into um, one objection, which is around skepticism from the executive team, basically a lack of buy-in from the top of the organization. And in our last episode, what we hit on was uh, an objection where someone who is at the top level of an organization says, my team just doesn't have the resources or the time for this. And we hit on that objection in episode 21. You can go back and check that one out if that's something that you've run into. But today what we're going to be diving into is essentially that objection where you're talking, your point of contact is not the decision maker at the end of the day. And that person is saying, hey, our executive team, the folks above me, they're skeptical. And I'm not sure how to make them understand the value in working with you. So, Ryan, I'm going to pitch things to you first and just see how you address this lack of buy-in from the top. All right, let me set the scene for you on this one, Gray. So this is this is when I get uh, this pushback, this objection. So typically what's happened is I've had one, maybe two. This could be the second call. Hopefully I flushed it out by the first call. But uh, I've had a phone call. This is getting towards the end. I'm feeling really good because I've had an awesome conversation with the head of marketing in this particular company. They are all about inbound marketing. They love our approach, the philosophy. Things start to go um, really, really well. And I'm like, all right, in the bag. They're a great fit. It's going to be awesome. And then they drop this bomb on on me. So I don't know if anyone can relate who is listening to that. Um, but typically this is, unfortunately, it seems like one of the last things that's always said. It's like everything is good. We've got blue skies and then the bomb gets dropped. So Typically what happens is they'll say, love everything, want to move forward, have one big problem, and that is the executive team, the C-suite, the sales team, whoever it is, they're skeptical um, about inbound marketing. I've talked with them a little bit about it. They kind of get it. They kind of understand, but our funding comes directly from um, you know, the executive team making the decision on whether or not to make the investment that we've just gone over. Uh, and I'm really worried that they will not see the value. So at this point, for me, this is obviously a, a problem and a big red flag. Um, so here's the deal. If you do not have buy-in from all areas of uh, a company that you're trying to partner with, that relationship will not go well um, because it's not just about getting the marketing team on your side and in your corner and to like you. It's about 
uh, educating and having the executive team, the sales team, who this marketing is directly going to affect getting everyone on the same page. So what I'll do when I hear this, after I sigh and clench my fists, (laughs) I will say uh, something to the effect of, does your executive team understand that there's a current problem um, now or room for improvement with what you guys have have been working on. So I'm not trying to be offensive like, hey, you guys as the marketing team have really been slacking. Does your executive team know that you're really dropping the ball? Try to phrase it in a little bit of a nicer way. Um, but I want to see what their answer is to that because they might say, no, they think that things are going pretty well. Or they might say, yeah, you know what? They know that there's an issue. So if they know that there's an issue, um, that's good, right? Because then they're at least looking for a solution. Um, and then I will ask them as well, have they sent you out to find a better solution or are you being proactive? So that will help me to, again, understand is the executive team, how invested are they in making changes? Is this just kind of the marketing person saying, hey, there's a problem. I might lose my job. I should probably figure out a better way to do this here. But the executive team doesn't really know anything about me trying to to make this better other than they've told me I really need to step up here. Um, And then the third thing is after we've kind of gone through that, I will ask for a phone call with the executive team, the sales team, the marketing team, whoever will come. And if they say, you know what, that is out of the question, uh, they won't have the time to get on a call. Honestly, great at this point, um, and we've had discussions obviously off the podcast about this, but like my feeling on this is if that is how it's going to be, that relationship is not going to progress smoothly. It's not going to go well, and you're in a very dangerous zone of probably going to be wasting your time uh, because even if things do look good and they take it to the executive team uh, and they pitch it, they're going to get shot down for funding or even if they, the exec team says, you know what, fine, we'll give you some money towards this, and they don't see results right away, it's going to make a really, really rocky um, situation. And for us, for our game plan process, the game plan and the strategy that goes into that is very dependent on getting not just input from the marketing team or even the marketing team and the sales team, but the executive team as well. We want them to be involved. We want everyone to be bought in. That way we know that the people who are making the decisions that are holding the funding in their hand, that everyone's on the same page about this. Um, so those are the three questions, the three areas I will really dig into when I hear that. And and it kind of stinks, especially if things are going well. But if they say, you know what, the executive team is really not interested. They don't want to get into this at all. Then at that point, it's, you know, if, if everyone's not bought in, we're not going to be able to really help you guys out. So you need to have that conversation internally that says this needs to be a priority and everyone needs to understand and be behind what we're trying to do here to, to better the company. So that's that's my approach with this one, Gray. Cool. Well, Ryan, I think that that was good, but I've got some bad news for everybody. And the bad news is just that if this is the situation, if the if the scene that Ryan just painted for you is what's happening, you've already you've already blown your first opportunity. Now, Ryan is giving you the way to recover from that, but you should address the organizational dynamics uh, as early as possible and start to uncover what those are. So if there's somebody else who's going to be hesitant on this and you wait until uh, we've gotten relatively deep into the sales process and all of a sudden they say, uh, maybe you've given them like, hey, here's what it's going to cost you to get started with us. Or here's what the process looks like. And they say, whoa, 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 uh, I would love to do that, but I can't do that. Or you get back on a call 
after a call that went well and they say, I don't have buy-in from the top. Sometimes you get blindsided, but most of the time you can sniff this stuff out in advance. So I guess point number one is why are you not already talking with the executive team or know uh, what who the decision maker is? You, you need to identify who's the decision maker and then what do you need? Can you get them on a call? If you can't get them on a call, why? And how empowered is the person who you are going to be speaking to? And don't waste your time in the situations where it doesn't really matter what happens in that conversation um, because the the person who you're talking with has no influence internally or isn't going to be able isn't going to be able to address this. So that is number one: is sniff this out as early as possible and just ask those questions about uh, who is going to be the person, like what what people are involved in finalizing this process and in moving forward, uh, getting the team on board with this. So that's that's kind of point number one. But when you are talking about executive teams, someone who's not going to be involved in the day-to-day of this potentially, it's going to have to come down to ROI. We've harped on that throughout this podcast season. It's just you're going to have to prove the ROI. But it's also going to be very important for you to show the upside of action why would this be a good thing for the organization? But also the negative consequences of inaction um, or of making the wrong choice. So you, if you invest in the wrong place, uh, if you don't take any action at all, what could this be costing you? What realistically is this costing you? And then I think the uh, regardless of how the conversation goes, who you're talking to, what you need to understand to be a successful salesperson is not just how does this impact the organization or the company as a whole, but it's even more critical to know how this impacts the people. So if you're talking to a head of marketing, uh, does this mean a raise? If you're talking to somebody in the organization, does this mean the opportunity to move? Is is this enough of a resume booster but to potentially take them to a different organization to go start their own thing, to earn a raise, to earn a promotion? Uh, what does this mean if this goes well? What does this mean if this goes poorly and trying to figure out those implications and consequences, I think is important. And so what does this mean to each? And you need to know and be able to hit on uh, what does this mean to each different person who's on the call? So uh, if all, everything that you're saying is geared at how great this is going to be for the head of marketing and the CEO or the CFO, there are no benefits for them uh, going along with this, then you're missing out on the people who are ultimately making the decision or writing the check uh, at the end of the day. So I think that those are a couple principles that I'd also encourage you um, to look at. But really, it all starts with sniffing this out early and getting the right people around the table from the beginning. Yeah, good stuff, Gray. Now, there's one thing that I want to point out. Um, and Gray, you started with this. Uh, I think it's not true for not only this particular objection, but for honestly, most of them on this list. There are certain objections, and this one is a perfect example, that if you're hearing this, you messed up in the beginning at some point um, with this. Like Ray said, the quicker – there's certain things that you need to do in these connect calls, in these qualifying calls to try to get answers and and sniff out who's a good fit and who's not before you spend a lot of time because there's nothing more frustrating. And this is – and I've done this. I'm speaking completely from experience here. Like I said, I've been in the situation where things went well and I was like – especially early on, I was like, this is great. Going to bring in some business and then I get blindsided with this. A lot of these objections are not things you should be blindsided with. A lot of these should be addressed, and this is a perfect example of making sure in the beginning that you're weeding out, am I talking 
um, not necessarily to like the right person, but it's less about am I speaking to the decision maker, but am am I understanding how decisions are made in this organization? Do I know upfront who I need buy-in from? Is it the because it might be sometimes the marketing head? Hey, I have reign in this budget. I can do this, and you still want the executive team, you want the sales team, you want those people to be involved in the process to be bought in, but they ultimately can make a decision. So you might not be shut down there, but you need to know the structure of the organization, who makes the decisions, how are the decisions made, how is the money flow through there, and how am I going to get people on sooner rather than later. If you do find yourself in a situation where you are blindsided by this, go through the steps that I asked. But, Gray, you're absolutely right. This shouldn't come out on the third or fourth phone call where all of a sudden this comes up as a big issue. You've spent all this time, and it's like, dang, you know, I wish I just spent – more time in the beginning. A lot of these different objections that we're hearing are preventable. This is a a prime example of one that is. Yep. No doubt about it. Well, good stuff, Ryan. Um, If you guys have any other ways that you address this, anything that you want to share with the community or make us aware of, or if you have more specific questions about how to handle maybe a specific variation of this objection, you can head over to doinbound.com slash sales journey. Click on this episode, uh, the show notes for this episode will be inside that blog post and you can leave us a comment on there. Obviously, you can also find us on Twitter um, and get in touch with us there as well. The other thing is if you head to the show notes and you scroll down to the bottom, you will find a link to download the 10 steps to building an inbound agency sales system, which is a free ebook that we are putting out there to try and help you fast track your agency's growth on the sales side of things. So, Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, we love it. If you have not yet subscribed in iTunes, if you've not yet left us a rating and a review, we would appreciate that Um, even more so. We appreciate it when you just tell one or two other people who you know um, that they should check out the podcast as well because as the community grows, um, our ability to pump out better stuff based on the ideas from the whole community also grows. So we're going to end things right there. Next time we will be talking about Um, one of the objections that we hear around ROI from uh, prospects during the sales process. So make sure you tune in next week and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash sales journey. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales journey. Today's show was brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales course. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe, and make sure to leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.